The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Now, one of the things that we have been spending a lot of time doing here at Cognolytica is educating our customers in the private sector, large companies, the largest that exist, as well as the smallest companies that exist and all the companies in between, as well as those in the public sector, our friends in international and federal, state, and local government, really spending a lot of time in education because, you know, for better or for worse, people are still trying to understand all the concepts around AI and machine learning and cognitive technology and even different aspects of automation. And over the past few months, we've built a very significant online self-paced education curriculum at courses.cognolytica.com, which you should definitely check out and not only educate yourself and all the various uh, af- aspects of AI, machine learning, RPA even, and procurement and all these different aspects that are related to AI and machine learning, but do so at your own pace. Everything is, of course, we're, in the, we're living in a virtual world. Everything is virtual, self-paced, online, and there's certifications that go with it on the methodology. So we've been really spending a lot of time on that, and we want to share some of that education with you, our podcast listeners. Exactly. So, you know, we focus heavily on artificial intelligence, machine learning, cognitive technologies in our education. But one area where we're spending some time educating our customers is about robotic process automation, RPA, and how it fits into the overall AI picture. We thought it was important to do this because, you know, especially a few years ago, I think there was some confusion in the market and maybe... Uh, you know, the the confusion wasn't always meant to be corrected by some of the vendors about RPA, AI, you know, how they're similar, how they're not similar, and how they fit with each other. So RPA bots are not intelligent. And hopefully, you know, we have hammered that in with a bunch of podcasts that we've had. And in our education, we do as well. And they're not meant to be intelligent. But they certainly do add a lot of uh, you know, value to what you're doing. And you can add intelligence to them to make them even more useful. And we go over, you know, different levels of how you can add AI to your RPA bots. The real value that RPA provides, it comes from removing the bot from the human. You know, no longer are humans, you take away those tasks that humans just aren't good at. You know, we are not good at sitting and doing very repetitive tasks over and over and over for hours every day. So RPA really helps take that out of the human, take that repetitiveness out of the human. And then we give them to machines so that they can do it. These repetitive tasks take time. They can be very boring. They also are error prone as well, because, you know, as I mentioned, humans are not meant to be doing that all the time. We make mistakes. We need variety. We're creative, you know. So we're not we're not good at sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day, uh, grabbing something from one system and moving it to another, and doing these very repetitive tasks. So in this context, the unintelligent RPA bots really do add a lot of value. Automation does add a lot of value, and so in our education, we talk about that. 
Yeah. And one of the things that we have spent some time talking about in our education is some of the differences between the different ways that we use these uh, automation bots, these, these software bots, right? That can do things that are called attended uh, software bot operation where they work alongside humans. So a human is sitting there and they're triggering some activity and the bot's doing something and then coming back and providing some value to the human. Those are the attended bots. And the unattended bots where these uh, software automation bots are sitting in the background and executing some process flow or some activity uh, without the human interaction. And so we spent some time in our education and we felt like, well, one of the things we can do for our podcast listeners is share that education with you. So we're going to take some of our education, which is from our courses.cognitive site. We're going to bring it right here into our podcast so that you can actually have a little bit of an education experience uh, learning about this one particular aspect, which is actually just a small part. This, this little uh, aspect of education is just like 15, 20 minutes out of the hour, maybe even hour and a half session on applications of RPA. So uh, here's some of what we have to say in our education about attended and unattended RPA bots. Trying to have these bots do the things that humans would otherwise be spending a lot of their time doing because it's required to do to their task, but it's not really using their intelligence that well. So it might be you're getting emails from someone, uh, from customers, need to enter those emails into a support task management system, or you are you know, getting invoices emailed to you from your suppliers and you need to get those invoices into your payment system so that they can be paid. Absolutely necessary. If you don't get those invoices into the payment systems, people will not get paid. But why do you have people who are literally sitting there copying and pasting, opening up one application, opening up another application, you know, making mistakes, right? And so the reason why we call this robotic, the robot part, is because robots have been employed whenever we have a repetitive task that can be automated to basically do things in a reliable, repeatable way. This is not about intelligence. We'll make this point much later on because you're not you're not you're not asking the the, the robot to be creative or or make decisions. Now we'll talk about more advanced forms of that later in this education session, and we did talk about that in our foundation session. But it is really about automating those repetitive tasks. Because the alternative, as Kathleen mentioned, as we go into is that, yeah, it would be nice if my invoicing system can talk directly to your payment system and I could just send you electronically my invoice and never have to generate a PDF. And trust me, we've been trying to do that for decades and it never works because invoices are all slightly different and my parts numbers are not your parts numbers and my address system doesn't match your address. You know, there's just lots of variability. And instead of fighting the challenge of getting systems to talk to each other, let's just automate what humans are otherwise doing. Now, this BPO thing, we spent a lot of time talking about this in foundations, is that the alternative is that you just have somebody who is lower cost do that work. If it's like, look, a human has to do it, and you don't want to have your expensive people who work in payment and procurement and accounts payable doing basic invoice data entry, you're like, okay, send all my invoices to a location or to a company that can do them at a much lower cost, but they're basically just, you're just treating humans like robots. You're just saying, you humans do this task over and over again. It's just, you're cheaper. Part of the reason I have this, are you robot um, image here is because 
a lot of systems realize that companies are automating the things that humans do. Sometimes that's okay, but if you have like a form and you want to protect that from being automatically filled out by robots, that was the origin of these recaptures. And that's why I asked you, are you a robot? It's not asking you if you're a robot from a mental perspective. It's just saying, hey, are you have you autom are you automating this form entry? And uh, a, a human would know to click that, and a, I guess an automated bot wouldn't do that in a way that would be convincing enough to basically prove it's not. So we want to go over quickly attended versus unattended bots. So attended bots really help speed up humans. They're automation that sits alongside the humans to just help assist them doing their job better. Usually this is with front office tasks and collaborating with employees and teams. So an employee at a call center, for example, gets a call, the employee will trigger the attended bot and the bot will help interact with the human as it moves along the entire process. So it can help pull up, uh, you know, different systems that it needs and, and you know, various other things. Uh, the attended bots are ready and waiting to be activated by the employees whenever they're needed. So they're just sitting there, you know, waiting. When the human kicks it off, then the attended bot goes into action. But the human needs to kick it off at, you know, whatever point they need it. So really, the point of the attended bots, like I had said, is just to speed up the humans. It works alongside the humans um, to help them, you know, boost their productivity, do their jobs better, make them faster. Yeah. And the reason why we mentioned this is there's really two kinds of bots for RPA. There are the attended bots, which we just talked about here, and then the unattended bots. And it's important to define the difference because sometimes people get confused as to what the differences are between attended bots and unattended bots. The primary purpose, as Kathleen mentioned, of the attended bot is to give the human the ability to kick off a bunch of automated activities while they are doing some task and then have that bot provide the results or do the action while the human is there. That's why it's called attended. And it turns out it's a very, very common pattern because you might be calling into a call center, say, and that call center rep might need to, you know, if, if someone's asking about an order status uh, and some shipping thing, maybe they need to pull up two or three or four or five systems. And, you know, you're not going to be like, okay, hold on. I got to log into system one. You log in system one, you, you know, enter that person's order number. You're like, what's your order ID number again? And like you put, you get that. And then, and then you have to go into system number two. It's like, okay, got to put the track. Then you got to take the tracking information from their order and then put it into the tracking system. You can kind of see how things get annoying here. Why don't I just build a bot to that? Just like, you're just like, hey, you called in, give me your name. You put the name in or your phone number or something. It automatically pulls up your order. Say, like, oh, is this your latest order? Is this one you're calling about? Yes. And you click yes. And then the bot goes back and it does this thing. It's like, oh, what are you, what are you complaining about? It was, it was uh, misdelivered or broken. Okay, then you click another button and it automatically files perhaps an, an RMA process or, or something to return the merchandise or it gives you the credit, whatever it is. This speeds up everything because the whole idea of the call center is you want to provide that help, but you don't want to be spending a lot of time doing it, right? Call centers are usually um, measured by their productivity, you know, in terms of, of uh, minutes and all that sort of stuff uh, and sort of de delivering the outcomes um, based on their utilization. So attended bots have been helpful here, but they're, they're, they're useful in many situations. You could be in, an, in a hospital and someone needs to, to do some sort of coordination between multiple systems, lab results, this and that. 
Um, instead of having that that person who's probably an expensive, overloaded person logging into 25 different systems for the insurance thing and the lab thing, just you click a button and it goes and it, it does the insurance check, it does the lab check, it does the blah, blah, blah. And this is why people, this one um, kind of, of bot uh, is it, actually delivering a lot of value because of just the amount of time it's saving. And it's not replacing human labor, right? And exactly. so let's talk about some of those benefits. Exactly. So that was a great segue into some of the benefits that you get from attended bots. It helps increase productivity because, you know, as we mentioned, the human kicks it off. And so it's able to go in, gather up a bunch of information that you need without the human having to go and manually, you know, go from one system to the next system to the next system. If you're at a call center, it can help or, you know, in general, if you're just talking with somebody, it can help reduce your average call handling time. Because as we mentioned, you don't need to be going into different systems, waiting for it to load. I mean, how painful is that? Sometimes you're on a phone call and they're like, sorry, hold on. The system's still loading. Hold on. I'm not quite in it yet. And you're like, okay, thanks for the play-by-play. And I'm waiting for 10 minutes for your systems to, to open and give you all the information you need. Um, as you can imagine, it enhances the customer experience because they don't need to be on the phone for as long or deal with the company for as long. You know, they're getting exactly what they need a lot quicker. It can increase compliance as well because we're able to make sure that we are checking all the boxes that we need to check for different things. As you can imagine, it reduces human errors. I mean, the human, you know, anytime you have these repetitive tasks, it's quite easy for humans to make mistakes. We are human after all, we do make mistakes. And, you know, it can just be kind of repetitive tasks that you're doing accidentally, you click the wrong button or you type in something that's incorrect. So when you automate things, it helps reduce errors. It can also act as a virtual assistant because it's able to run in the background and grab all of that information for the human so that the, you know, the human is saving lots of time and not having to do all of that, uh, you know, tasks that they would need to get all of that. And it can help provide additional guidance and assistance because it's being, you know, run in conjunction with the human. It's able to work with the human to help get the task done. So, uh, you know, if the human needs different things, for example, it's able to provide that, which, you know, these are really, really incredible benefits to attended bot automation. Yeah. You just have this like helpful little assistant that's doing these things that mm -hmm. would otherwise require you to do all those things. And sometimes just not even having to log in to multiple systems in and of itself. Is oh, it's time. incredible, right? <laughs> it's a major time saver. Like, you know, I'm thinking about the healthcare situations, like, you know, logging into different uh, portals and insurances. I'm, I'm sure that by itself, just automating login is, is, is such a is such a saver. So of course, there's another different kind of bot we can create, which maybe some of you may have already been thinking that the RPA bots are those bots that just do things automatically in the background. These are the unattended bots. You know, we could think of them as sort of like they're running process flows. It's like if something gets kicked off, this bot's out doing this thing. It's pulling something from this side and you know grabbing something from this database, and it gets kicked off. And whenever somebody triggers something, and there's no human there because these are software automations that really operate in the background and they're meant to operate in the background. It might be, you know, uh, filing something with multiple systems, you know, um, you know, sending, you know, like if you're doing these loan applications, um, you, you know, and you're, you know, you're talking to the call center rep, but there may be a process that, you know, it's like, okay, you know, this has got to be sent here and need some approval here. This needs to happen. And so these unattended RPA bots really 
um, they work independently and they, and they really very much are rules based. You know, this is actually of all the places, this is the space where kind of the intelligence part is not needed as much un unless we're dealing with uh, unstructured information. And we'll talk a little bit about that shortly, but basically, you know, these meant like follow this order, do these flows, do them reliably, don't fail. And if they fail, we need to have a way of handling the exceptions because there's no human here. When it's unattended, it's basically happening. So you may have like a stack of, of processes that said, hey, these processes were not able to complete. There was some sort of problem here. But basically, the way that you build an unattended bot um, is you basically could put them on a preset schedule every you know night at three o'clock, download all the this and do the that with it, put it into these five systems. You know, you can even do them, um, you know, like a scraping. <laughs> People have built scraping bots. They're all unattended. You're like, go to this website, pull all this data down, throw it in this database, right? Honestly, that's a lot of the reason why people have those little CAPTCHA, are you a robot things because they're afraid of scraping, you know, screen scraping bots, right? Or, or it could be basically triggered. It's like, you know, you can have these bots that are waiting for some sort of uh, process flow trigger. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be a manual trigger. It could be some automated trigger, like something reaches a, a threshold, like, you know, people are putting documents in somewhere and like maybe once you reach 50 documents or something, go in and process all that sort of stuff. So they're really there to automate a lot of these back office processes and do them at scale and provides a lot of value there too. Exactly. So some of the benefits of unattended bots is it can reduce operating costs because you don't need humans to go in and do some of the tasks that the bots can easily do and quite fast. In our examples coming up, you'll see the time savings um, from using bots versus hu using humans. It also can increase productivity because you're not having the humans do it <laughs> and the bots are able to do things a lot faster. Automation just eliminates errors. So if that's attended or unattended bots, you will get a reduction in errors as a result, which is honestly an incredible benefit. Um, it also frees employees from that repetitive work. You know, a lot of times, most companies don't hire very high-skilled workers to be doing some of these low-value, mundane tasks that, quite frankly, are repetitive and could be automated. They are better used for higher-value tasks that require maybe some of the skill sets that they have, that the you know copying pasting does not do it also helps improve compliance and it can streamline workflows as well because when these can kick things off you know you're not waiting there's hopefully you're reducing bottlenecks in your workflows making things run more smoothly i mean in general we always say don't automate a bad process so please review the process you know <laughs> automating a process doesn't make it better so if it was a bad process before it'll be a bad process again but use this as a as a chance to look at your workflow and you know adjust it as needed especially if you're putting automation into it it can also accelerate digital transformation depending on what you know, introduction to AI course, you took a foundation or a fundamentals course, we do talk about digital transformation. And in general, I think this is just a buzzword and it's around in the industry. Uh, we do have roadblocks to digital transformation. So automation can help us with, you know, reducing some of those roadblocks. And then also we just have, you know, greater resilience as well when we're using bots. Yeah. And I think the really cool thing about all this is that these are extremely helpful. We talk, you know, robotics in general has helped 
in so many use cases by basically taking the funny thing about it is that robotics is it's not about intelligence it's about taking the robot out of the human we're taking these tasks like a human has to go in there and basically take these two pieces of metal and just literally weld them together at the exact same spot in the exact same way hundreds and hundreds of times a day and don't make a single mistake right. and, and don't be off by even a millimeter and you know you know don't take don't be distracted Right. And you think to yourself, wow, you know, humans are really not that good at that. You know, humans are just not that good at repeating the same thing over and over again in the same consistent way and not making mistakes and not being distracted and not thinking about what happened that morning or is going to go on that evening or the party they're having. You know, robots are good at that. And that's not because of their intelligence. It's because of robots ability to to do repetitive tasks. And that's what we've been talking about here is robot ability to do repetitive tasks from software. It's just for whatever reason, people have in their mind the science fiction version of robots, which by the way, are not robots. They're androids most of the time, or they're smart systems like in Star Trek, the computer, right? That's what they're thinking about. You wouldn't call the computer in Star Trek a robot because it's not. And you wouldn't call C-3PO a robot because it's an android. And I think if we can kind of help people with this and remember that robots are about repetition, they're not about intelligence, that doesn't mean they're not valuable because as I mentioned, having the same human weld into the same spot the same way a hundred times a day is not a good task for a human. It's a great task for a robot. Having a person go into email every day and take down the invoices and put them in the payment system is not a good use for humans. But guess what? That's what we're doing 80 to 90% of the time. And that's, <laughs> and that's the reason why RPA is providing so much value. So continuing here in our education, we'll tell you about what it's like to add intelligence to the bots, but we will tell you going forward, just more about these applications of RPA. Exactly. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully you've gained some real insight in that education, that little tidbit about uh, attended versus unattended bots. Maybe you didn't really know much about RPA. There's actually a whole course just on foundations of RPA. If you want to get the background of process automation and kind of it's evolved over many decades. You know, we may be hearing a lot about that now, mainly because of some of these additional capabilities. And of course, the crazy amount of money that a lot of these RPA vendors are getting from venture capital and going public and all that. But um, we have a foundations course there. And of course, we have tons more of, of education on the, the courses.cognolytica.com site, everything from foundations of AI and machine learning and data science, thinking like a data scientist, uh, implementing AI, everything from machine learning algorithms to the process uh, project management methodology, CPMAI, and all the details there, everything from model evaluation to model operationalization. You can learn about data preparation and managing data. We have a bunch of courses even on ethics and responsibility AI, not just understanding the scope of all the ethics, but even putting actual tactical and tangible practices in place for, for making your systems ethical and responsible, solving a lot of those issues and uh, many other things, you know, total of well over 50. We keep adding courses to the course catalog. Um, if you want it, we basically have a single subscription fee that you pay once and you get access to all of that education for a whole year. Um, it's a fantastic deal. That one single subscription price even includes the CPMAI certification. So it's all inclusive. As mentioned, we've put so many organizations through that and we hope you, our listeners, we're, give, we're sharing with you some of the 
educational tidbits here on this podcast. Hope we can motivate you to to really kick it up a notch. You have no choice, really. The future is going to be intelligent. And even with automation, you're going to find that you're going to run into your job. You'll see these bots there. And having knowledge about them is going to make you much more useful for, for your job and, and help you expand your role in your organization. Exactly. So as we mentioned, if you'd like to learn more, we encourage you to go to courses.cognolitica.com. So that's courses.cognolitica.com. We'll also link to this in the show notes as well so that you can directly click on the link and it will take you right to our uh, education and our vast library of what we have to offer. So we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, including a link to our courses.cognolitica.com site. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.